Yesterday was the second part of a four-part series on, um, basically it was just me riffing on about the popular idea that the wedding day is exclusively about the bride and the groom. And um, as at yesterday, we had gone through um, two sessions. We had question two of them. And that was uh, that the marriage is 100% about you, which we agree with. And then the second being that the wedding, on the other hand, isn't about you, which, um, yeah, it's a qualified statement, but um, I hope I was able to convince you guys, for those of you who listened anyway, who are not new to the show, that um, the marriage is 100% about the couple, but the wedding, on the other hand, is not, because it's about um, other people, other contexts, and other authorities lending um, credence and validity and legal recognition to the contract that is being entered into between both parties. And um, so today I was supposed to go into the third part, but I figured this is a good time for another regular detour, as I am want to do. I hope you guys aren't getting um, tired of my constant detours and rants. It's just that some interesting topics uh, come up and I figure that, well, the other ones have already been written down in the stash, so there's no how I can forget. So for this one that just popped into my head, I might as well just um, take a crack at it and share with you guys. So I have two detours scheduled. Um, one today, so I'm not going to be continuing on the marriage is 100% about you. So uh, one today and another one um, for tomorrow. And uh, the reason why I'm making the detours is because last night I watched a really wonderful movie. A movie that my wife has refused repeatedly to watch with me, even though we're not in the same space. I thought it would be nice, might be romantic for both of us to watch it at the same time across different time zones and then geek out about it afterwards but she refused to watch it with me and that is the army of the dead part two and it's a movie starring um the wrestler uh, batista for those of you who uh like uh, wwe or if you like marvel movies he's the one that um he's the one that played uh, this character uh, is it Jax? I think it's Jax, um, the friend of, um, yeah, I think it's Jax, the, the muscle-bound guy. He, yeah, so he's Jax in the, um, in the, uh, gosh, what's it called? Hmm, not the Defenders of the Galaxy. Yeah, the Defenders of the Galaxy, so he's Jax. So, um, yeah, I think he's a good actor, and I haven't watched an action flick in a while, so I figured I'd watch the movie, and I thought it would be nice, romantic, and quality time. I know some of you might figure out that I'm saying that out tongue-in-cheek, but still, nevertheless, if you're not an action movie buff, it might not be a bad idea once in a while to step into your husband's, um, more or less, say, interests or into his zones. It might be a nice way for both of you to bond. But for patience, she has a very uh, low threshold for things, uh, horror, gore or thriller um, related and uh, yeah so she's not going to watch some of those things so it was an interesting movie and so I figured today I take time out to riff on the movie because I think there are some interesting things there that we can learn about um, about love and relationships that apply um, to we couples especially when we are in the early days of the um, relationship when things are still, uh, you know, when our body is still hot. 
and uh, yeah, when things are still fiery and you get into those um, explosive arguments. And then for tomorrow, the detour is going to be me riffing on this idea that marriage is in a prison. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because I've been chatting back and forth with um, a friend of mine, he's a professional colleague. He um, he's a photographer. Um, he used to be into weddings, like I am, but he doesn't like the hassle of photographing weddings, and so he's off um, doing some documentary work and uh, commercial work. And um, we were chatting. His brother just got married recently, uh, so I've been teasing him for a while now about him getting married, and he's always on about how um, you know marriage is a trap. He wants to be free, you know, he wants to date, uh, stuff like that. So tomorrow, that's what I'm going to be talking about, that marriage is in a prison. So since we've already done uh, four minutes on uh, chit-chat, might as well just uh, get straight into the meat of the discussion today. And that is the Army of the Dead, part two, with uh, Batista. Um, now, first off, I'll say that this is definitely not um, a movie that's uh, intended for family viewing because um, I don't mind, you know, gore, uh, but for a um, but for a comedy, because it does have some uh, comedy elements in it, I think the level of gore there was uh, excessive. It was far too much. I mean, you have a tiger biting off someone's head. Um, what else? I mean, just uh, lots of over-the-top gore elements. I think if you liked that um, that movie, uh, that movie about the bear, was it? What's it? Um, the Revenant. Yeah, I think it's the Revenant. That was um, uh, this fine boy. Uh, what's his name? The Titanic. This Titanic boy. What's his name? Oh boy. DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. So. If you were able to watch the bear scene in Leonardo DiCaprio, where the bear, you know, kept mauling him because they wanted to make that thing look realistic. If um, the Revenant, if the level of um, gore in the Revenant was okay for you, then you might be able to cope with uh, the gore in this movie. So basically, it's a zombie movie. The reason why I don't categorize movies like this as horror is because um, it wasn't a um, spiritual thing. It wasn't demons that came about and revived the dead. It seemed to be more of a viral kind of thing or um what's it called like a biological weapon kind of thing a super soldier experiment gone wrong you know that kind of scenario and so the undead is basically just running around um las vegas eating people up and batista's character um he's a former um soldier and uh so basically now he's a mercenary he's trying to get in get out um get some money he thinks he's being paid by commercial private interests um, to retrieve um, some money. I think it's like 50 mil or something like that. So he puts together his whole crew and they go back into the zombie zone. But actually, it's more of like a, you know, the military industrial complex kind of thing. Uh, It's more like, um, you know, US top officials, uh, you know, some secret service or something like that in collusion with um, private commercial interests and they're trying to retrieve an alpha. An alpha is um, a specimen of the zombies where you can get the, the, um, the what would I call it, the genetic code or the genetic material that you can use to program other super soldiers. So in a nutshell, that's what the drama um, in the movie is uh, all about. So if you love action, it's really nice, fast-paced, plenty of um, hit em up you know, type explosions, gunshots, uh, lots of knife stabbing in the head, 
So if you liked um, uh, Olympus Has Fallen, that's with, um, what's this guy's name? He also did some rom-coms. I can't remember his name. Is it Gerard or Gerard? Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler. So, um, yeah, if you like that, the level of action in that film, especially since he likes stabbing people in the head, then you also are not going to mind some of the action scenes in um, in this uh, uh, movie. That's Army of the Dead Part 2. Especially if you're one of those who believe, like after the Marvel movies came out, you know, that the future is female, then you'll like this movie because you have lots of strong um, female types. Uh, but spoiler, everybody in the movie dies. Might as well just let you know up front. But the uh, Batista's daughter uh, survives. Now, why do I think it is appropriate to go on about um, zombies for eight minutes on a podcast that is dedicated to me giving personal perspectives on marriage, relationships and things to anticipate as you guys are walking down the aisle? The reason why I think it's important is because if you can forget the explosions and forget the zombies and forget the stabbing in the head, and forget the tiger chopping off someone's head. And if you, if you ignore all those things and you just try to follow the plot, there are some interesting um, relationship dynamics that we all uh, fall into. So Batista and his daughter haven't spoken in a while. And that's because at the beginning of the zombie outbreak, Batista comes home because he wants to, of course, make sure that his wife and his daughter are okay. And then he finds that his wife has been infected and is uh, about to attack his daughter. And so... He does the hard thing, but what any man would do in that situation, I think, he, um, sadly, you can see he's very distraught about it, but he is able to restrain his wife, and then he kills his wife. And at the point that he kills his wife, the daughter comes and sees him. And, of course, uh, you know, the daughter is emotionally torn because a few moments ago, uh, this thing that used to be her mom was trying to kill her but of course now mommy's dead and she isn't happy and so they haven't they have gone for a long time um without talking now because of uh complications that arrive um arise with this mission batista and his daughter have to be in the zombie uh zone together and um uh they're able to get the money uh, them and the rest of the team and so while they're trying to plot their escape, you know, how to get back to the rest of the world with all the loot, he and his daughter, you know, start having um, a heart-to-heart because they haven't spoken in a while. And he's apologizing about how he did what he had to do, by that he means, you know, kill uh, the girl's mom. And the girl said, and the girl got upset and she was like, uh, really? Is that what you think? I've been angry about. Is that what you think? I've not been talking to you, you know, because the way the girl looked at it is like, you know, he did what he had to do. So he had to kill the woman. But it turns out the reason why she was upset was that Batista is her father. But after that incident, Batista stopped visiting. He stopped calling. He wouldn't talk to her. And she said, you know, you're my father. I needed you to comfort me, but you didn't. And for that, I will never forgive you. And immediately she says that Batista is like, you know, you know how we men can be sometimes, you know. So she says it and then Batista is angry and, you know, he's like, no, wahala, I get it. I get it. Of course, he didn't say no, wahala, but that was his attitude, child. like, no, wahala, I get it. And then he put his glasses back on and he just kept uh, walking. I think they were trying to fix a latch or something. He kept walking on the latch. And the girl tried to explain, like, no, dad, I didn't... Uh, 
Oh, Dad, I didn't mean it that way. She was trying to explain. And, and you know, Batista just kept on with his attitude. He was like, no, 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 Wahala, I get it. It's cool. It's cool. I get it. And that's how they just, that's how that movement just um, moved on, Sha. And eventually, they're able to reconcile, sort of, before they die. Because in a weird twist, Batista gets infected and he has to be put down. And it has to be the daughter who... Uh, puts him down who kills him uh, because he's been beaten by the alpha and if he survives he will not become um, the new alpha specimen and we can't have zombies running all over the place so uh, the daughter has to kill him but they're able to reconcile before um, he dies um, she tells him that um, she loves him and um, he's able to leave behind some money from the loot that she can use for her charity work because since her mom passed um, she's gotten um, involved in a charity and so um, the reason why uh, scenes like this in movies are important uh, for those of us who are already married young in marriage or are getting ready to walk down the aisle with our significant other is because there are these dynamics that we fall into in relationships uh, knowingly or unknowingly that make it hard for us to make um, progress with our relationships now the reason why Batista stayed away was because the girl Every time he saw his daughter, it reminded him of um, his wife and what it is that he had to do. And Batista's character was still having her nightmares about the um, incident, even though it seemed like it happened a long time ago. So um, it's something that, unfortunately, lots of guys um, fall into. So this thing has happened, you're hurt. But the thing is, you're not telling anyone. You're not telling the people around you. Batista had told his daughter that, um, okay, yes, he did try to visit at some point, but then he noticed that she didn't want him around, and so he left. And after a few times, he just stopped coming. So if only Batista had did the, the thing, and I think a lot of times it should be the man's responsibility to uh, open the door initiate the conversation it will now let our wives our children our mothers you know the, our, the the people around us the women in our lives that it is safe to broach the topic and um it's okay the reason why i say so is because um uh gosh okay i won't say i'm an alpha type male or something like that but i can be a domineering figure if i can put it that way and I think that lots of um, Nigerian guys or lots of men, um, we have that sort of as the pinnacle kind of that we're uh, aiming for. You know, you have to be set. You have to be solid. Um, you know, the unmovable rock, the dependable one. Um, it's not always easy to have conversations with um, uh, these kinds of people, um, you know, men like that. So you need to take the initiative to let people know that it's okay and that it's safe. So Batita should have been able to tell his daughter that, oh, sorry, I haven't been here. It's just that the last time I came, you know, I saw your face. You know, uh, I remembered mommy and, you know, it made me sad. And, you know, they'll talk about it. If she was angry, that would be the point where, as a daughter, she'd be vulnerable. Okay, even if she wasn't vulnerable, the door has been left open for her to honestly um, say, you know, talk about the grief that she was going through. And they will be able to um, hash thing out, hash things out, and then the locking up thing. Um, you know, sometimes we men we feel slighted, 
and then we just lock up. Um, I've heard some people say it's a self-defense mechanism. I don't know. I've heard some other people say that it's a pride thing, that men don't like to feel um, personally slighted. Um, but whatever it is, it's something that we need to watch because it gets in the way of having open and frank um, conversations. So at the point where she said, uh, and because of this, Father, I will never forgive you. And he's, he's like, ah, no, Ahala. And then he bones and he starts doing his work. I understand that you're being slighted. But the thing is, your loved one, your daughter, your wife or whatever has just said something that they immediately regret. You know, it hurts. They're trying to say, they're trying to explain or they're trying to talk to you. And it's not helpful to just say, uh, you know, no, Ahala, just, just fashy. That's why she's okay. It's okay. I get, you know, let the person talk, engage. And I think that that's one of the useful things that we get from that movie outside of the gore and outside of the um, over the top comedy, because I think the movie was also a um, critique on um, gore obsession and gore violence and things like that um, in society. Because in certain parts of the movie, uh it got me thinking that the zombies were not just zombies but they were being used as a metaphor for societal ills but i'll just stop there anyway because this is the point where if my wife was right here with me and we're making this podcast this is the point where she would call bullshit and say that i'm just trying to overtly intellectualize a dumb film so let me just leave it at that anyway so um these are some of the dynamics that uh those of us who are still young and hot in marriage, um, the people who are much more older, I've noticed uh, they get involved in arguments, yes, but I think they understand each other more. So the man knows when to pipe down, let the woman blow off steam, and then he knows when to re-engage with the conversation and then vice versa. And it's a level that patients and I are already getting to because we've been married close to 10 years and I've noticed that we're now both at that point where it's... Uh, hardly ever the case that both of us are uh mad at the same time you know if one person is beginning to provoke you know another person will just relax and let the person blow off steam and then you try and gain control of the situation or the conversation another way so we've gone past that stage where uh when we're very when we're much younger uh, in the marriage where uh, both of us just explode at the same time and it's not nice when um uh, you know, I think there's Yoruba saying like that, like two people can't be mad at the same time. So luckily, both of us, we've, uh, we're beginning to get out of that um, husband, and, you know, husband and wife both getting mad at each other at the same time um, phase. So these are some of the relationship dynamics that um, touched me. And if you happen to watch the movie that I think you should pay um, attention um, uh, to, especially for uh, young men getting ready to walk down the aisle. And if you're still fresh in marriage, you know, if you're still two, three years, you know, that age where, you know, as a guy, you know, your body is still hot, you know, your wife says something and like, you know what, how dare you? And, you know, she, she, they provoke you, they shout, and then just back, 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 and just shouting anyhow. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that was one interesting uh, dynamic in uh, in the movie. So, you guys ought to be, you should be open to um, conversation so that you can resolve uh, disputes. And if you happen to be a man like uh, Bat- Batista, or if you're a dude listening to this podcast and you think, you know, Tavishima, I like this guy, it's like me and him were the same, then it's something you need to um, watch out for. You know, we domineering types, we're not easy to get along with. 
um, our children uh, have difficulties uh, relating with us. Our mothers have difficulties relating with us because my mom, um, from time to time, she calls me apart and she's, she calls me aside and she's like, you know, this thing that you said, blah, 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 as in, you know, calm down. You should not be talking like this. That even if me, as a mother, see as the thing is grabbing me, then imagine when you're talking to patients. Imagine how this kind of thing will hit her. You know, so, you know, calm down. Don't say things like this. You know, don't do like this. Don't do like this. You know, and um, she means well. And if you happen to be that kind of dude and your mom is calling you aside or your mother-in-law is coming is calling you aside, you know, don't be angry. It might seem like it's a challenge or a personal affront, but just relax and, and listen. It's all for your benefit. The reason why our mothers or our aunties or our stepmoms, uh, the reason why they're calling us aside or our female friends to say, you know, watch this, watch this, uh, pay attention to this, don't do this. It's uh, for our own benefit. It's because they want to see us have um, beautiful and wonderful marriages and relationships um, with uh, with our children. And then, if you all, if you happen to be in the other position, um, Batista's daughter's position, uh, whether as a wife or as a daughter, you're in that position where there's stuff that you're angry or popsy about and things like that. Um, you might not always find the best time, but you guys actually need to make time and get things off your chest because uh, life is short and we don't always have um, opportunities for um, closure. We don't always have time to talk things through. I can speak to this from my own personal experience because, um, uh, you know, when my old man um, messed up um, in the marriage, there are lots of things that I was disappointed with him about, you know, about how he conducted uh, family affairs and um, yeah there, there are lots of decisions that he made that I wasn't happy with and I remember at some point when I was in Abuja I was going to um, go to the house and I was going to at this point I was in school in Ilefe and living in Lagos with my mom um, so I was going to go to the house and set him straight I was going to speak my mind and I was going to tell him how disappointed I was um, with him uh, but I happened to run into my cousin Henry first and um, my cousin Henry is older than me maybe about two years or so but the thing is he too has also had some family drama as well you know as by this whole uh, you know Popsy and different women and all that so yeah he has that kind of situation going on as well and um, so we spoke and it was good because having the opportunity to talk to someone it made me get a lot of my chest. But there still were a couple of things that I wanted to talk to my woman about. But we weren't on um, good terms. Uh, gosh. You know, things just happen and after a while you guys are not really talking. And then your relationship is uh, its not exactly cold, but it's not exactly cordial anyway. Um, but... You know, as human beings, you, you always think you have time. Like Batista's daughter, you know, I'm sure she figured there's time. You guys will talk somehow. She didn't expect that uh, one day she'll be there and then Popsy is dying. And Sha, you guys just have to talk anyhow, Sha, with whatever moments you have left. And I always thought there was going to be time. Um, me and my old man, the last time that we saw in person was at my brother's wedding. That was about three years after he passed. Uh, after that, we had a few phone calls. By then, me and patients were already dating. So he knew about patients. 
Um, I think he even spoke to her once on the phone back when we were in Aberdeen. And then, uh, and then that's it. You know, next thing we know, um, he was dead. Um, you know, he was shot on in circumstances that we still uh, don't know the full details um, about. So, so yeah, that's it. There were lots of things that I wanted to say, but I thought there would always be time. We met at my brother's wedding. You know, he did a few things that annoyed me. We quarreled small. My auntie, who is a reverend sister, um, Auntie Esther, she was able to mediate one or two things, but I figured there's always time. And then before I know it, you know, the old man was gone. And, uh, yeah, there was plenty that was uh, unsaid. So if you're in Batista's um, daughter's situation, or if you happen to be in the situation that I was, as per young Popsy, you know, you guys are quarreling. You haven't seen eye to eye for the last decade or something. Let's not forget that when we say the Lord's Prayer, not part of um, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Let's remember that, you know, there are some trespasses, you know, there's some, uh, excuse my French, there's some fuck up that we still have to deal with, that we still have to treat. And uh, we have to talk about these things. So if you're, in, if you're a Batista's daughter, like I was, before my father passed, if the older person is not going to do the mature thing, or do the proper thing of um, trying to mend the gap, then you have to be in that um, open enough in that um, situation to to uh, to gosh. Anyway, to rectify the situation. Anyway, I've gone on for too long. This is twenty-five minutes. Uh, so far, I've been doing a good uh, job, I think, of keeping things to ten to fifteen minutes per episode. So I'll just uh, wrap it up over here. Um, but there's one more dynamic I wanted to talk about that I'll just mention briefly. You guys go watch the movie. There's a lot to take out of it, whether you watch it at the level of comedy, whether you watch it at the level of an action movie, or whether you watch it at the level of a gore movie. Um, if you're like my wife, Patience, and you're not going to watch the movie at all, I hope that by me giving you um, a summary and going into a couple of the issues, that I hope that um, by that extension, the movie has been able to bless you in a certain way, if we can use those kinds of words. But the thing is, Batista, um, Batista was able to find love eventually with another woman, but um, that's after his wife passed. But because of some complications there, uh, he and the woman never quite talked about it openly. And the sad thing is that um, the day that the woman is frank about their relationship and he is frank about their relationship is also the day that the woman um, died. And so, um, so not just their parents with, uh, with children, you know, fathers with their sons or fathers with their daughters, but the same also um, uh, with our wives. I guess I've also I've been hinting on that as well. Um, yeah, we have to be open. We have to be frank. We have to be talk. We have to talk about these things because, um, uh, as a guy, you know, you guys are getting ready to walk down the aisle, and you feel like, you know, this woman has slighted you or something. You know, you're angry. You know, but you still love her. But the thing is, you're not communicating that love. And um, the same thing with a woman as well. And uh, in marriage, sometimes we often lose sight of that. You know, when the quarrel, voices are raised, tensions are high, you guys forget, you say a couple of uncharitable things, but you also forget to um, communicate the um, the love as well. 
So bottom line, uh, one of the central uh, themes from Army of the Dead, part two, starring Batista, correct film in my own opinion, you should watch it. Although for my friends that have watched it so far, they say it's the worst movie ever made. Um, I'll leave that up to you to decide. So central tenet from the movie is uh, be open to communication and uh, learn how to communicate, learn how to be vulnerable. Relationships are important and relationships are short-lived because we don't know, uh, we only know when they start. We have no idea when it is that it's going to end. So let's make the best of um, the moment uh, when we have it. And so that is it. And uh, I promise you guys that my detour tomorrow on marriages in a prison is going to be considerably shorter. I will make sure that I hit the 10 to 15 minute mark um, on that one. So thank you very much, guys, for listening uh, to my show. So you're getting my podcast. Now, remember that uh, all I speak about here are just my personal perspectives um because uh, i'm not a priest i'm not a therapist i'm not a psychologist i'm just a wedding photographer so these are my personal perspectives i hope i'm giving you enlightened personal perspectives on the things that we um, talk about so hopefully on this show we come up with lots of good stuff juicy stuff that you ought to think about before you guys get married and a couple of tidbits that those of us who are already married who've been in a business for a little bit um that'll be things that will be able to learn as well so i'm your host abuja based event and wedding photographer tavishima ayede i will chat you guys i will catch you guys on the next recording